This episode, we had a chance to talk to Chandler Romeo about his hockey career so far and his amazing experiences and opportunities that he has received. He was an amazing guest to have on and hope you enjoy it. This episode is brought to you by 519 Sports Online. 509 is a positive promotional platform which brings you highlights and interviews from your favorite teams across the region. Make sure to check out their social media channels on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and be sure to like and subscribe to 509's YouTube channel at youtube.com slash 509 Sports Online. Thanks to Darren and his team for sponsoring the Charged Up show. Please welcome to the podcast, former brand for Bandit, now Hamilton Bulldog Chandler Romeo. It's a big day for you. <laughs> Yeah, you've been a you've been a, a loyal a loyal supporter from day one. <laughs> yeah, I've been listening a lot actually. Awesome. <laughs> Which one's your favorite uh, episode so far? Um, probably Scott Walker's. Yeah, yeah, that one did well. That was a good one. That was really this cool. It was and informative. So yeah, it was pretty awesome. Mm. Yeah, he yeah. taught a lot of lessons in that, which not a lot of people do. Yeah, and I also I liked uh, Ertles too. I was just waiting for my shout out from uh, the minor midget team, but I didn't get that. <laughs> Oh, we can take out his shout-out if you want to, then. <laughs> yeah. um, so we'll start it off as 509 speed round. Obviously, Nate and Keith can take it away. Answer as fast as you can. Don't think about it. We've had some people cough Cooper Walker who took too long to answer and ruin it. So <laughs> you got to answer as quick as you can. Okay. All right, Keith, kick it off. Yeah, I'll kick it off. All right. Uh, if you go anywhere in the world right now, where do you go? Uh, Miami. Uh, go-to cheat meal. Double Angus from Harvey's. Oh, Crosby or McDavid? Crosby. Uh, dog or cat person? Dog, for sure. Go-to dance move? That's a I tough question. Know. Oh, we got on there. <laughs> the whoa. We'll go with the whoa. <laughs> okay, oh. okay. Um, what's your go-to hype song? Hype song, um, We The Ones from uh, Quality Control. Okay. Yeah. Favorite movie? Uh, Dumb and Dumber, classic. Classic, <laughs> all right. Um, what were you for Halloween last year, if you were someone? I didn't even dress up. All right, all right, fair enough, fair enough. In a movie about your life, who would play you? <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is the one Rome told me not to put in today. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'll go with Ryan Reynolds because a lot of people have told me that I look like him. All so. right, I can see oh, that. Oh, yeah, get out of here. <laughs> I like Keeks, see that. When me and Keeks were in the Pete's video game chat, he's like, yeah, everyone used to call me, I think it was Brad Pitt, so I'd say Brad Pitt was probably paid for you. And I was like, get out of here, buddy. Continue, Lucas. All right, um, favorite TV show to binge? Prison Break, hands down. Okay, okay. What can you cook the best? Okay, all right, all right. Nice and easy. Yeah. Uh, window or aisle seat when you're on a plane? Aisle for sure, because I'm, uh, I'm pretty tall, so I need some leg room. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Simpsons or Family Guy? Neither. Don't like either. What? <laughs> wow. All right, final one. Uh, what color toothbrush do you ask for when you go to the dentist? That's a big question. <laughs> Always been blue. Blue. All right. Awesome. I think me too, to be honest. That was I've been a pretty a good guy. round. Pretty good speed this round. This is your favorite color. Like, what? This is your favorite color. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gotta go with the blue. You might as well just ask favorite color. <laughs> yeah, that is true. All right, next time. So we'll do that next time. We'll start, we'll start in order. And obviously, being 
our, our age, there isn't too much to talk about. So we'll talk a little about minor hockey. And uh, obviously, like you played with me when we were like seven and eight. And then yeah. what was what was the decision like going to the GTHL and leaving Cambridge? And some people think it's a good idea. Some people would rather stay home. What, what was your? Everybody's got their choice, but I mean. I played in Cambridge for, um, I think it was seven or eight years all the way up. And, um, you know, I, I liked it there. There was nothing wrong with it. I had some, uh, some good coaches, a lot of my friends were on the team. So, but I just thought that I would, I was always playing spring hockey down in Toronto. And then I was being exposed to the kind of guys that were playing down there. And it was just a lot higher pace and everything. So, um, me and my family made the decision to, uh, to move down to Mississauga for my grade nine year, which was, uh, major bantam and um that was just a choice and then i ended up surrounding myself with uh, better players and better coaches and um i just kind of molded me into uh, the current player that i am now i guess awesome yeah would you say that kind of like helped develop you like in the player that you are now like big yeah, big decision going definitely there? because uh if i stayed in cambridge um i just don't think i would be uh i guess as advanced as like i feel like i'm a little bit ahead than uh, what i would have been if i stayed in cambridge right yeah Cool. Now, even though Ertle uh, didn't give you the shout-out, I guess we got to mention him, though. But what was it like playing with him and the Red Wings and all of that? Yeah, so it was it was funny. When when I moved down to uh, Mississauga for grade 9, and I went to school with Justin Ertle and uh, Nolan Dan and Braden Kressler, all, like, Kitchener-Waterloo guys here. We didn't play in the same team that year, but then um, for minor midget, I played with Nolan Dan and Justin Ertle, and um, they're both great players. So I got to see them a ton. Like, I've... Uh, I've been around them a lot, and um, they've gotten even a lot better now. So just a cool experience, uh, especially being down in Toronto but playing with the local guys here. It was fun. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm well, definitely sure, like, growing up with everyone and all making it uh, one step at a time, it's a cool cool thing to witness as well, right? Yeah, it's funny now seeing, like, where guys are ending up and, you know, where guys want to play and their goals. So it's cool. Yeah, exactly. We, we asked this uh, question to Ertl and Bonesy and how when you're in minor midget, it's like everything and um, the minor, like that minor midget year, it's like everything, uh, like since you're seven, right? And then as yeah. soon as you're nothing, what, like, what was your... I think, honestly, for me, minor midget was very important, but for some guys, it's just another year, do you know what I mean? But um, I ended up having some great coaches in, uh, in minor midget and... Um, my confidence really got up from playing for the Marlies and then moving on to the Red Wings. And I think it is everything when you're playing in it because it is such a big year and you're thinking about the draft and looking ahead. But um, then after minor midget, after you get drafted or you don't get drafted, then you kind of realize that it, it wasn't all that. Like it's not the end of anything. So Yeah. And what, what can you say? I know we're kind of just throwing out names, but obviously you played with Pinelli and uh, he had an awesome season. Yeah. I think he... He was top four. He was third or fourth, I think, in rookie scoring in the O. And I watched him. I watched you guys play at the Wendy Duff, and he was really good. And what can you say about him? He's actually one of my best buddies, and he's from Hamilton, so I still hang out with him pretty often. And he's a he's a great player. He just he sees the ice very well, and he's good at everything. So um, I think next year is going to be big for him. And um, yeah, he's, I guess he's looking forward to the draft. Awesome. Let's kind of get into uh, the OHL Cup run. How surreal was that? And not especially not being one of the favorites, too, right? Yeah. Even all season, we weren't like favorites for anything. Like going into the season, we we're supposed to be like maybe fifth, sixth place in the GTHL, and then we we rose after that. We ended up being a top team, and then 
heading into the OHL Cup. Nobody thought we were going to be in the finals, but we just, uh, our, even our round robin wasn't even that fantastic. But then when uh, it was on the line, we managed to get it done. And uh, it was just, it was awesome, especially playing in that final game on television. Like that, that has to be my best hockey moment right there. Like that was, it was just awesome. Yeah, it definitely sounds like a pretty surreal experience too, like being on Sportsnet and all that. That's really cool. The amount of text messages and stuff that I got (laughs) out that I haven't been in contact with for years. It was just it was fascinating. Cool. How was your like mindset going through all that? Like, was there any like strategies that you did or? Honestly, I was um, OHL Cup. I was pretty nervous for, but it was the best tournament ever. And then going into the final game, like I was super nervous, and I didn't really know what to think. I'd never been to the rink before and seen that rink, and never been on television before. But um, I just kind of stuck to my game, and it ended up being just such a close game that it um, kind of took the eyes off everything else, and I was just able to focus on the game, I guess. For sure. Take, yeah, take us through the two days between winning the semifinals and then they give you a day off yeah it was on like sunday there's so many like social media posts like hyping it up and everything and i thought it was like the biggest deal ever now when i'm how, and, how uh, long did angle how long was what sorry how long did that day feel yeah it felt really long like the first night it was just excitement that we were going to be able to play in that and then um the next day it was just like it was long it felt like i was just waiting to get there kind of thing when, that goes perfectly into like the draft of uh, going into the OHL and yeah. being third round, very high draft, uh, really close to like going to a team close to home. What was what was that experience? I'm sure that was really nerve wracking as well. Yeah, like to be honest, I had like you hear a lot of guys say like, "Oh, I talked to this team. I talked to this team." Like, I probably talked to like 16 out of 20 teams, and Hamilton wasn't even one of them. So it was like it was a huge surprise on draft day that I went there, and I was just. Super grateful that I was close to home. I wanted to stay close to home. So, uh, yeah, it was just, it was an exciting day. That's another day that all in like the span of two months, those were probably like the two best days of my life so far. <laughs> yeah. What, what was your experience? And we, I think we've only really asked Bowman about it because his is more recent. Obviously, he went uh, two rounds behind you, but obviously he was in a similar situation. And what was your experience like mainly before you got were drafted? Um, it was just, nerves like it, it felt like the longest month ever just awaiting that and you're talking to some teams but nobody's really giving you an idea of where you're gonna go like I kind of knew I was gonna go in the first like five rounds but in between there I wasn't really sure so it was just nervous and like talking to other guys like nobody really knew so it was a lot of unknowns but um it all played out well and it was just I was just happy to get drafted a uh, third round and two Hamilton so what what was your first taste of training camp like what did you what was your kind of realizations where what what were your thoughts going in your first even rookie camp but mainly main camp well when i was at rookie camp like i had a really good rookie camp and i felt comfortable but you look at it and it was like guys that were my age maybe a year old or not really any guys from the team maybe one two guys and then you step into main camp and you realize like all the team is there like guys that are drafted nhl and stuff like the level of play was just like way higher and everybody's competing for a spot at main camp, which is a little bit different than rookie camp. So it was a, it was a grind to like main camp, but it, it was really fun. Do you find like right now in the situation we're going through right now, a little bit difficult, like not having all the resources available to train and do all that just to when you're looking forward to such a, a good experience going forward. Yeah. I feel like we're just kind of like getting out of that phase now, but 
Um, initially when like quarantine just started, I, I didn't have a sick home gym. So it was tough for me to get lifts in, but I was actually in the middle of a move and then I moved to a new house. And the first thing we got done was a home gym because we knew it was going to be a while. So um, I'd say a solid like two months now, it's been like really good training nice. for me. And then recently, like the last month, I've been able to get on the ice a lot. So I'm starting to feel more comfortable out there. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, you were able to sign with Hamilton earlier. And that's awesome. But obviously, you didn't make the team and go had to go into Junior B. And I'm sure, uh, like, who wouldn't want to make the team, right? And yeah. um, you think that that helped you out a little bit? Obviously, with an awesome play, but did it did it give you a little chip on the shoulder going into Junior B? Like it, it did, and it didn't because from uh, all summer, just talking to um, talking to the GM there and stuff like. I knew that I probably wasn't going to play there. It just wasn't a, a great D situation for that year. They had like eight returning guys. So I knew there was about probably an 80% chance that I was going to be end up in junior B this year. So it wasn't too hard on me, but then um, they offered me a contract after camp. And um, I took that because I, I wanted to go the OHL route. And um, I played preseason with them. And then I went down to Brantford and um, yeah. Like a lot of uh, a lot of like super successful players we've talked to as well in the show, have all taken that junior B route. So I think like going taking that junior B step is definitely not a bad thing. Just because like even uh, Walker did junior B, I'm pretty sure. Like all these, he played junior B for two years. Yeah, so like it's definitely junior B is nothing to be ashamed of, so to speak. Just because a lot of the greats did that same route as well, you know. Uh, and like I know how it sounds like kind of a, a plan B that you ended up playing on the junior B team kind of thing but for me I think yeah I would have liked to be playing in Hamilton that year but um, I think playing junior B just really got my confidence up with the puck I had a good summer and then I think that transitioned right into uh, the junior B season being in Hamilton for like the two three weeks with camp and preseason I saw what I needed to get to and then I think playing junior B especially for like the first three months I was trying different things and like just kind of getting accustomed to the playing style that I want to eventually get to. Yeah. So. Yeah. And there's, there's so many 16 year olds who play in the OHL and there's obviously the stars like Pinelli and who are playing top minutes, but sure. there's a lot of people you've never heard of who get buried in the lineup. And yeah. at the end of the day, it's probably better if they're playing a ton of minutes in junior B. I even talked to a lot of my buddies that like played this season and they were like in another lineup every night. And when they were, they were sometimes seeing like two and a half minutes a game. And it was, really frustrating for them especially guys that were known to be like the top dogs i guess in toronto like they were used to uh, kind of controlling the bench but it was tough for them so um they may look at it as like yeah i didn't play in the league this year but i think in the long run it's just going to benefit me now did you take uh what did you take away from that season altogether and uh, how did you deal with like the struggles at times it, it was a struggle because like our team was last place maddie would know this he, he practiced with us sometimes like um, we just weren't a strong team, but we, we knew we weren't going to be a strong team, but I was able to play in all positions, like all situations, power play, penalty kill. And I was able to experiment and try new stuff. And like my coaches there, like they were awesome to me. They gave me every opportunity to, to succeed. Sorry. So, I mean, um, all in all, I think I got a lot better. Like, yeah, it was frustrating. Like sometimes like we'd get shut out for three games straight. Like we wouldn't score a goal. So that was tough on me, but, um, you know, kind of seeing the bigger picture and what was at the end, that, that kind of helped me keep going throughout the season. How did you deal with your own personal struggles? And we asked this to 
pretty much everyone who's a young guy in whatever junior league, the CB or the OHL. And how did you deal with your personal ups and downs? Well, probably my personal ups and downs were points, to be honest, because um, that was the first year that I was really playing in a league that was tracking points. We didn't do that in the GTHL, so I was always checking the point leaderboards and seeing where other guys that are signed and, and playing junior B, like what their points were like. But um, I think eventually coming to the realization that that, that wasn't the uh, the goal of playing junior B that year, that kind of helped me push past that. And then I started to see the points come. And it, it was tough because our team wasn't good, so it was really hard to points. But um, I think just realizing that points is not the main focus of why I'm here, is, uh, that's what helped me push through it. You also uh, had 77 minutes in the penalty box. What, that's, that's quite a number for 16-year-old. <laughs> yeah, well, I think uh, most of that, I think, is because I was playing a lot. And so the penalty minutes were coming. Um, but uh, I've always been known to get dragged into the <laughs> box a little bit. It's because my height, too. So I've always been taller than other guys. So I'll get called on some stuff that other like tiny guys wouldn't get called on. But... Yeah, it was frustrating too playing in junior B. Like it was a rough league, like hits that like weren't un- like were just unnecessary and stuff. So I think a lot of that just dragged me into some stuff. But I, I tried to stay out of it as best as I could. Yeah, fair enough. That's a good answer. Um, so yeah, kind of moving forward, like to next year. Um, what do you kind of see like in your future, like playing with the Bulldogs and stuff like that? Yeah, well, I mean, the end goal is obviously to uh, to get drafted to the NHL or sign an NHL contract, and I'm just looking at like. A more outside view now of how many years I have in Hamilton or in the OHL and um, what it has to look like to uh, to reach that goal. So next year, I'm just kind of looking forward to uh, to getting an opportunity. I, I thought I was going to play some games last year, but I, I didn't get to because uh, well, COVID nineteen hit at the end of the season when I was up there. But um, I think just looking for opportunities, and I'm just going to try and uh, trust in myself and what I'm doing right now is going to prepare me so that when the opportunity is there I can I can fully take advantage of that and uh, see where it leads yeah and then the last kind of question we'll have is what do you think you need to do to be effective at the OHL level what are the things you need to work on to be able to jump in next year and have an impact I think my my strengths next year is going to be definitely in, in the defensive zone and um, like making first passes and stuff but um, eventually I want to bring my offensive game too to the OHL because um, I feel like over the last couple of years, that's a part of my game that's really improved. So if I can eventually uh, bring that there, I think I can be like super successful, maybe two way D man there. Good to hear. Yeah. Thank you so much. And do you have, you guys have anything else or? No, that was good. That was perfect. Those are some really great answers. And yeah. Thank you. And we're all wishing you the best of luck in the future. Yeah. Thanks thanks for having me on. Yeah. Take care.